Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, loves. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks, as you well know by now. Uh, I am speaking with Melinda Cohen today. She and I connected through Femme City, and after just chatting for like maybe 30 minutes to an hour, ah, there's just such a connection, and I can't wait to share her with all of you. Melinda has been supporting women in various ways for over 13 years, from female entrepreneurs feeling confident in building their businesses, to women creating community and sisterhood, just oh, so needed and such a thing, and now helping women have better period experiences. Her passion for supporting women to create their best lives is a constant driving force in all that she does. Let's just let's just dive in from there. I am so excited to have you on. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here with you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> so let's chat a little bit about your divine guidance, since that's the point of, of this call um, and this conversation and this podcast. But have you always listened to your divine guidance or inner wisdom? I've always listened. Sometimes I don't pay attention, but I have always listened. And uh, I grew up the daughter of a preacher. And so it was ever since I was zero years old, it's, it's just been part of our everyday language. Mm -hmm. uh, and from when I was very young, learned how to listen and hear and interpret uh, that inner guidance, that inner voice and turning it into steps and uh, how to follow that. So I hear it. Sometimes I don't listen when I should, but I do hear it. Do you, that's one of the things that I was interested in. So do you, when you receive information, are you audibly hearing it or do you see it in signs? You mentioned something about in the notes that you sent me in threes. And I was curious about that mm. because what that's how I, I usually like think like I have three different conversations or I hear the same song three times or yeah. uh, it's just threes or I have the same interaction three different times. And I'm like, well, okay, got my attention. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So usually it's a topic. I will see it. It'll come at me. Uh, it might be, maybe I'm reading a magazine and then I'm talking to a friend on the phone and then I pass a billboard, like completely random, totally different things, but it's all the same topic or same word or same phrase. And I'm like, wait a minute, somebody's getting my attention here. What do I need to know about that? And that's usually what I ask is, what do I need to know about this thing that's showing up? Because a lot of times I don't even know, I'm not necessarily even asking for information about it or seeking guidance. A lot of times it feels random. Mm -hmm. And so I'll always ask, you know, what do I need to know about this thing right now? And it just kind of opens me up to receive even more messages and start to listen to my own inner guidance and my inner dialogue. Is that the question? Because you said live into the question in the notes. And mm, yeah. I liked that phrase. So what do you mean by live into the question? 
so many people, they want to have answers. They either not, like they're, they don't have answers. And then all of a sudden I've got to have answers, but that spot of in between that place of live into the question where if I'm asking myself, what do I need to know about this? It ends in a question mark mm-hmm. and that living into the question. Now I'm sparking my, my brain, my intuition, my emotions, my energy, all of it is hyper aware of that spot of in between. What do I need to know? Why is this important? How am I going to use this? Where does this come from? All of those creativity type of uh, questions and dialogues that I have with myself. And it just keeps my heart and energy open to be in a place of receiving. So I love living into the question uh, mm-hmm. because it can be very uncomfortable. But when I say that phrase, it's like, wait, I want to be intentional with this. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's be intentional with how I live into the question. I was on a group call and out of my mouth comes clarity is in the question. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's the first time I've ever said that, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. And I yeah. just always stayed curious. How does this work? Hmm. I think I have a gift here. I think I connect in some way, some, some mm-hmm. form. What's that like? How does this feel? How does it move? What, and it's like, what mm-hmm. is the purpose of this spirit? Why do you have me here right now? Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I can hear. How can I hear what's going on? It's just, always, but yeah. I also share that because it living in the question is staying curious about you your own connection, Mm -hmm. what's going on. Sometimes when I share that with other people, I don't use the phrase live into the question. I share just like staying curious. But when I share that with some people, sometimes it's like, but I'm not curious about other people's lives. I'm not one of those people that are continually asking other people questions. And I'm like, that's not necessarily what I mean by that. Is that you, are you meaning like, Hey, I just want to stay curious about what's going on with me and my connection. Or is it like, no, I need to be curious about all the things all the time or everybody else, or how do you use the curiosity? Yeah, it really is about, uh, in that instance, it's about me. How am I relating to a topic? How am I relating to other people? How am I interacting? What am I doing? What am I not doing? How am I being? How am I not being? What am I saying? What am I not saying? And just being really curious, one of my mantras is it's all research. Uh, so many clients of mine and colleagues, they make a decision before they've had an experience. And we really can't make a fully informed decision until we've had an experience. Uh, because then we're a lot of times blindly relying on the input of others, which could be right. And when I have an experience for myself, now I know what's right and real and true for me. And so I'm able to take my next best step forward, which may not be yours, but it's mine. Mm -hmm. And so I like to, it's all research, be curious uh, and stay in that place. And it helps me to be in that receiving place because then I start hearing and I am audible. I like, as if somebody is sitting here talking to me, (laughs) I will hear voices uh, and I will hear them saying things that gives me more insight into steps to take and actions to take and uh, people to connect with. Sure. Yes. When I was first starting out on my business journey, I didn't realize that. So, oh, when people would be saying to me, coaches would, would be saying, you need to find your target market. You need to like, so be thinking about 
what do they wear? Where did they shop? Where do they have coffee? And all the things, it just felt like I was disconnected from the human. And I was like creating this like fake experience. And it did not dawn on me to go within myself to know what I like. So like attracts like, because if I'm going to be spending six months with somebody one-on-one, I'm going to want to like them. (laughs) I'm going to want to love on them a little bit. And if they're driving me nuts because they are drinking tea and not coffee, I mean, like what the world? (laughs) Like I'm just joking. (laughs) I I don't get that particular, but (laughs) but I also didn't, wasn't tuning into what was working for me. I was like, yeah, oh, my inner wisdom is what's really speaking through. And that's my strong suit. So mm-hmm. why not tap into this collective whole that knows the, the, this all knowing be like, spirit, what are these people that you've already prepared for me? What are they doing? How are they feeling? Mm-hmm. What are they mm-hmm. experiencing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then going out and actually doing the research. But I thought it had to all be me. And so I mm. love that you're like, mm, no, stay curious and go within. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. And there's really kind of an intersection of um, when it comes to, you know, your ideal, that ideal audience, that target mm-hmm. market, that niche. Uh, mm-hmm. It's your, your passions, the guidance you're given, what lights you up mm-hmm. when that meets the world's needs and, you know, whose spirit has prepared for you what their greatest challenges and their deepest desires are at that intersection, that's your people right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I find that when you focus on those three things, it's easier to connect and interact and serve and support them. Mm -hmm. And then you'll notice patterns of demographics that, oh, that's interesting. They're all women or they're all this, but that's secondary. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's when you can come from yourself first and match your passions with the needs of those around you. Mm -hmm. That's where awesomeness happens. I think so. I've come to realize that I didn't for several years and it was, <laughs> I was on a struggle bus <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And now, no, not at all. It feels really good. I want everyone to get to, to that spot. That's probably, let's, let's talk about that. So what has happened when you have listened to your divine guidance? Well, um, uh, set a lot of amazing things happen. Two, two things that come to mind. The first business that I started um, 17 years ago, it was exactly that. I was riding down the road, heard a voice that made no sense. I thought it was my friend driving the car, turned to him. He's like, no, I didn't say anything. And I'm like, oh, doke. I grab a napkin from the glove box and I just start writing down the phrases that I hear. And at the time, the core phrases that I heard on this napkin was, now you'll do the same for others. Uh, You'll eliminate their burdens and distractions. You'll help them live their God-given potential. And there was a bunch of other stuff on the napkin. I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Uh, But I tucked it away in my drawer and I knew to pay attention to it. Uh, And I just kept living into the questions like, what is that? I don't know, who is this? What is this supposed to mean? And I eventually came to learn that, I had shortly before that set up my own coaching business had then discovered, wait, I'm actually here to help other coaches with their business. Let's eliminate the burdens and distractions of what they call business so we can help them live their full potential as the coach. And so it's like, oh, that's what that means. And then I just kept talking about that vision, standing in line at a chamber of commerce event, telling a colleague very similar what I just shared with you. And a guy in front of me says, excuse me, I don't mean to eavesdrop 
But if you want to do this and you want to help coaches, then here's how you can do that. So there's another little piece. It's like, wait, what does that look like? And so he gives some insight and then just all the pieces start falling into place. And so from a napkin, turned it into a business 17 years later, helping thousands of coaches around the world. So that's, that's one of my funnest, greatest, most exciting times that I listened to uh, that divine guidance when it didn't make any sense. And then with this next business that I have, um, I call it my passion project with perfect period, same kind of thing. I, I've been using perfect period to help me have better period experiences with all the stuff I had to deal with. And it's a creation of my stepmoms and my dad and stepmom had been running with this and they wanted to expand its reach. And my stepmom, she was in a place where she wasn't able to start it as a full blown online business. And so my hand shot up in the air and I was like, I'll help with this. And I was like, no, I already have another business. What's going on? <laughs> You're like, hand no, no, no. get down now. What Pull are you doing? <laughs> hand down. And I knew like that voice and that feeling, I get the feeling in the back of my neck and in my solar plexus. And I'm like, oh, this is, I have to listen. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm still in the middle of living into the question of where does this go? How does this unfold? What's it becoming? Uh, but it's serving women in amazing ways. And uh, so those are two Mm-hmm. Uh, excited. I could go on with all kinds of stories about how I met my husband or how I'm living in my dream house or all kinds of fun stories. I want to know, can you share just like one more story? Which one just really pops out? I love the story. Um, sh- so my dream house, I'll, uh, I'll share that one. So lived in one of my little favorite neighborhoods. Um, one of those stories where I never thought, like I thought I might, hopefully one day I could live in a place like that, but I could never live there, but eventually got a house there. And, um, my husband and I, in order to get to that house, we had to drive down this little road and there's this house that I passed every day and I just admired its beauty. I was like, wow, that is such a beautiful, I didn't know who lived there, never been inside just from the outside. And I'm an interior designer from lifetimes ago. And so I just really appreciate the beauty. And I guess for that went on for about four years and uh, we were at a neighborhood party and, um, my husband met the couple that lived in there and he said, oh, you live in my wife's dream house. Ha, 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 ha. And they all had a good chuckle about it, whatever. And so we got to meet them and it was fun. And then like six or nine months later, uh, the guy saw my husband in our downtown little local area. And he was like, oh, hey, I've been meaning to call you. Uh, we're getting ready to sell the house and put it on the market. And you said it was your wife's dream house. So if you want this, let me know. And you've got first dibs before we put it on the market with a realtor. And Dave was like, don't do anything. I'll talk to her tonight. (laughs) And so he comes home from work and he's like, let's go look at your dream house. And uh, so that was a different kind of listening, a different kind of divine guidance. It wasn't anything that ever spoke to me or said a particular message. It wasn't like the napkin where I was like, I'm giving direct orders of what I need to do. It was just more of the sensation, the appreciation, admiration of beauty uh, that resonated with me and then aligned things. And we've been in the house for nine years now and it still is my dream house. And there's not a week that goes by that we don't just offer up tons of gratitude for where we live, especially with all the pandemic stuff last year. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so beautiful. I, I not, didn't bring um, an emotion to the surface every time you 
drove past it. Um, why I ask is whenever I'm on the beach watching sunset or even mm. just driving to the beach. We used to live on Treasure Island in Florida and just the thought of it, like I've had meditations and I'm like running on the beach. I have dreams. I'm running on the beach. I haven't ran on the beach in, in years. I haven't ran for a while. So it's, I'm like, okay. Um, it gives this like full body. I will live here someday. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't never know when I never know how, but walking out of this home right onto the beach to go for this jog or watching sunset is just like this knowing. And so, yeah. I don't know. It just, it yeah. like brings an emotion. So I was just curious if when you were driving past, it was just like this, or just, of just, or maybe just of gratitude. Cause you already said it was of gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude and, um, like admiration, just like deep, humble respect mm-hmm. uh, for that, like not admiration and I have to have that or a clinging or a want, yeah. just a, a, a respect for the beauty, a respect and the appreciation and a gratitude. And when I'm in that place, every part of me just opens and expands. And I, it's like, I can take a deeper inhale and a longer exhale in that place. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it is for me. I asked my husband to help me with this grocery list. And I only had like five things on it. It was going to be um, for my birthday gathering. And I was like, these are the things that I would like. He went to the store, got me balloons, got me two bouquets of flowers, got me like margarita mix, got me wine, got, I mean, got, not just me, but like for the, for the gathering of women that I was having and got some like special brie cheese and made mm. a, a baked brie out of it with the croissant and all the things. And uh, he just went like above and beyond of what I was ever expecting. And I walked downstairs cause my office is upstairs and I walked downstairs and I saw all this cause he came home and he was putting stuff away. And I had this gratitude, this like, and, and then it wasn't just for what he was doing that I just felt so supported from Mm -hmm. yes, what he was doing, but like so supported and loved from the whole universe, from God, source creator. Like it, and I, in that moment, I heard what I would say spirit. I was like, this is how you manifest. So I've been Mm -hmm. sharing, I've been sharing that with people lately. And so since you're talking about it, do you feel that way? Do you feel like in this vibration, this feeling of gratitude this knowing this this supportive feeling Mm -hmm. that's when things just start coming to you that you weren't really even asking for so that's I was yeah like if you yeah and it's it's in that it's in that place of um you know as a coach act as if right? It feels very cliche to say that. Uh, and a lot of coaches use that. I use it. And it is so true. But like going back to that house, for example, or even with the napkin, um, I, I didn't get specific and we're moving in on this date or this is like, there was no details. It was all just the feeling um, of being completely immersed in that desire. Mm-hmm. as if it had already come true uh, and just 
whether it came true or not, zero attachment, zero definition of the timing or how it might even happen or that it might even happen, but just that deep reverent appreciation for what is. And it, it uh, I, I liken it to, it kind of makes time stand still and everything becomes simultaneous. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, uh, that is truly where manifestation happens. And then Matt and my husband and I, our favorite mantra is, and it just gets better and better. Uh, and so everything it does. It, does. it does. And so we are, whether it's our relationship or whatever it is, we always are saying, oh my gosh, and it just gets better. And it's just a fun, playful way. And I think that uh, also is a way to continue to manifest that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to ask you all these questions and I feel like we've answered them in some way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> what has helped you to trust your divine guidance, that feeling, that thought, that action? Um, it has been a couple of things come to mind. Um, having been immersed in it my whole life, uh, I've always seen a lot of evidence of how right and real and true it is, mm -hmm. uh, that divine guidance is, it is, period, it is. Um, and then also being in community. When I am isolated, I can get my head so far up my ass, I can't see straight. Uh, <laughs> and staying isolated, we forget. Uh, or we get very closed-minded or very limited in our thinking and, and being in community. I love being in community with like-minded, like-spirited sisterhood, colleagues, whatever it may be, that they can witness what I'm going through and they can reflect back and reframe from their perspective what they see in me, how I'm being, how I'm showing up, the way I'm navigating the world. And so I see through their lens. So it's a reminder of, oh my gosh, this is, this is how I show up. And this is, I am doing it. I am trusting, I am listening. And, and this is what's happening. And uh, not only do they get to witness me, but I get to practice my vulnerability in their presence. And I think that vulnerability is a key piece to listening to divine guidance, to acknowledging, because sometimes, I mean, most of the time, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so when we can exercise our muscle and superpower of being vulnerable in the presence of others, it just strengthens that listening skill to listen, hear, receive, act. Uh, and so staying isolated is always a bad idea for me. Mm -hmm. When the pandemic started, and I didn't even understand everything that was happening at first. I don't tune into news or anything. Spirit just kept telling me, you need to write up a course called Listen to Your Divine Guidance because people need to know where to plug into. Mm -hmm. People are going to want to plug into um, what other people are saying. People are going to mm -hmm. want to plug into economy or politics or government or, uh, or, or gossip or drama or whatnot. And people need to understand that they can plug into an infinite intelligence. They can plug mm. into God, source, creator, spirit. And um, by plugging into that, then they'll find others who are doing the same mm -hmm. instead of, because like attracts like, <laughs> I mean, like it, yeah. so 
uh, I found that to be interesting. And so I did, I like March 17th of 2020, I just yeah. created it and put it out there and whoever took it, took it. <laughs> I was like, good luck. But it also comes down to practicing. Like it, yeah. it yeah. just what, what so many people who I have gotten to talk with, that's their main thing is just keep practicing it. Just keep practicing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's true sometimes, um, especially in cultures that are uh, very instant gratification and the want that that instant turnaround and when we're tapping into who we truly are and what we're really connected with and listening to that divine guidance that inner wisdom practicing is just so key um, yeah I'm sure you have found that or consistently taking perfect period or consistently yeah. being confident and showing up as that coach um, that you're truly meant to be. Do you have any other final advice or guidance that you would like to share around this topic? Yeah, I would say, well, consistency is key for whatever. It's just continuing to exercise that muscle to live into the question. Uh, that right there, just like you said, be curious. It serves us so well. And as we're on our journey, you know, just promising to always do our best and our best today is going to look very different from our best yesterday or our best tomorrow, but doing our best. And what is the one thing that you can do today to move you in the direction of dreams? However, microscopic or gigantic of a leap it might be. Uh, I don't think the universe or spirit knows that degree. It's just all in the direction mm -hmm. and uh, to love yourself enough to prioritize yourself enough so that you can take those steps and keep moving in that direction because as a result you take everyone around you higher mm -hmm. I love it you had mentioned uh as I was reading through your notes that you had shared with me that it ultimately comes down to loving yourself yeah anything that you want to expand upon that because I totally believe like when I started create the spark and I worked with that's my business name like the spark, your spark is loving yes. yourself. Listening to your divine guidance is loving yourself. Like you have to yeah. do that first and foremost. What is yeah. your take on that? Anything that you want to expand on that? Yeah, that's where it all comes from. And, you know, women are in this transition period right now, I believe um, that for centuries, cultures, generations, we have taught to not prioritize ourselves, to mm -hmm. love everybody else. And and to put everybody and everything else above us as a way to be of service. Uh, and people have misused the feminine skill, uh, the feminine superpower of nurturing, serving, supporting, um, and we've kind of misconstrued it. Mm -hmm. But the best way to serve others is to serve ourselves first. When we can love ourselves, we can give to ourselves so that we are gushing we're we're overflowing and we're never not without source uh, and from that place of overflow we have more than enough to give even more people around us and so the loving ourselves is the direct channel to fill us up so that we stop women specifically stop giving from this depleted place because uh, that's serving nobody mm -hmm. how can we connect with you uh, Melinda at perfectperiod.com. 
Uh, you can learn more about what we're doing in the world to serve and support women and that tiny little aspect called getting rid of all the period stuff that they're dealing with uh, by going to perfectperiod.com. Because uh, that's just another way, right? When you can uh, reclaim that part of your life, you have even more time, energy, creativity, intellect, spirit, energy to give to all that is around you. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, perfectperiod.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your wisdom, this, yeah. this time together. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.